Good evening and welcome back to Star Trek Reliant. I'm Bazak and I'll be your GM for today. With me are some various people, including our captain. Hello, I have somehow become captain of the starship, even though I was just the cabin boy stowed away on a training cruise. Don't tell anyone, I think they'll keelhaul me. And we have our first officer slash uh, chief medical officer. Hey, that's me. That is certainly you, and we also have our resident uh, pirate. Yo-ho, yo-ho, it's a pirate's life for me. I am Chorog, the resident security, asset relocation specialist, and part-time tardigrade wrangler. And last but definitely not least, our, uh, uh, let's say, um, all-around character, uh, con officer, and various other roles. Uh, oh, oh, God. Who's driving? I'm, I'm driving? Oh, God. You are spinning the, the wheel of doom that is controlling the ship. And we actually call the helm the wheel of doom at this point now. <laughs> I think it's official. Okay. I mean, it just gives Kara yet another reason to give people dirty looks. Alright, so we start with a... In transit. Uh, the Reliant is once again on one of its exploratory missions, moving from one um, starship, uh, one uh, system to another. Still got about uh, another day or so uh, before it reaches its next uh, designated stop. What are the crew doing in the meantime? I think it says a lot about Kara that the first thing that came to mind was as little as possible. So, uh, Graves, what is Setsa making Kara do? So, Setsa is currently having a family meeting in their quarters with uh, Kieran and Sabato. And she is currently trying to teach them how to play uh, Scrabble. Are Kara and Nala there, or is this more of just the three siblings? I, I, Kara and Nala are also there, although Kara may be trying her best not to be there while sim simultaneously there. I like to feel like the room is divided in two, Kieran and Kara on one side being uncomfortable, and then Sabatu and Setsa on the other looking very into this. Kara sighs, so is this only going to be related to Ibby words, or... Well... Seth says, uh, says, well, I I think we can do any words that we know. They have to be real words. Like, they have to be in language use. We can't just make up a word and then put it on the internet and say, ha, I've made up a word, or this is a real word because I've just edited it. We'll check the edit histories. Kara nods and looks over at Kieran. Hey, want to see who knows more curse words? Kieran just kind of snorts and says, I'm connected to the internet. I can learn all sorts of curse words. Setsa uh, says, all right, it's, it's, for way of illustration, I will go first and um, um, places a B. There, there, there's a B there. She follows it up with a U-M-S. Ums. Um, just, just for my own sake, can I get everyone to do, let's say, a reason, science, engineering, science or engineering or command? I'll allow any of you um, Just in their situation or, like, everyone? Uh, just for them. Okay. 
Okay. Just All right. Sure. I'm just going to do a roll for Sabatu. All I'm looking up Satsa. Do, 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 do. I'm being tricky and using two computers. Car gets one success. Kieran gets two. And then for Satsa, there we go. Focus applies. Would information systems or creative problem solving or anthropology come into play? I'd say creative problem solving. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm i actually sort of more leaning in towards the anthropology because there is sort of linguistic and cultural stuff with that. Um, Got it. One success, one complication for Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, could you roll for Sabatu? Uh, that was the first one. Oh, that was the first so one. So she got two successes. Okay, so uh, Sabatu and Kara really sort of like do well. Kieran is just um, he just never really sort of. Well, actually, you have that backwards. Kieran had more successes, so oh. Kieran and Sabatu both do really well. Okay, Kieran and Sabatu um. Do really well. Uh, Kara, uh, sorry, uh, Setsa is is doing fine, not to the same extent, but um, uh, she gets into a bit of an argument with the others about a word that she thinks is actually legit, but turns out isn't, and she has to sort of um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she tries to make the word spanky pants, uh, but, uh, uh, it, it, it turns, it, well, it's not a word, so, uh, she has to, um, to make do with a rather low value word, and, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a rather, uh, um, uplift, uplifting little bit that she has to sort of, uh, take a bit of a pout with. Um, Cut the camera over to where Kieran and Kara are sitting, and they're mirroring each other, both holding onto the bridge of their nose. Uh, but, uh, what's the uh, target for uh, Kieran was 16? What's the target for Kara? 15. So I'll give 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 this a uh, slightly edge to Kieran, being the hologram is and, and sort of access to the computer systems. Um, he does just that little bit more well, uh, better than uh, Kara. So that was that was the end result of the of the little um, Scrabble test. Um, What's Graves doing in the meantime? Graves is sitting in the corner of the same room <laughs> with a book. All right. Uh, Kieran just points over. So is he family too? Setsa just kind of blinks, looks to Kieran and says, um, well, he, he's a friend who, uh... I noticed that the color on your cheeks is rising, as is your body temperature. Are you well? I... I I, I I believe I'm well. Um, yeah, it's it's just complicated. Um, Bar meanwhile and, snorts yeah. as Kieran just continues to needle her, saying, "Yes, your heart rate has increased. I do believe you're suffering some sort of anxiety or stress, perhaps." Can we, can we change the subject? Kara giggles and says, "No." Graves slowly turns a page <laughs> in his book, still looking down at the book. 
Setsa, Setsa looks over and says, like, we're, we're kind of... And she doesn't quite know why she's, like, so flustered in this context, but she says, I'm, we're, well, we're kind of, you know, seeing each other, and Graves turns another page, slowly. Kieran nods. Ah, so this is your mate. I do wonder how a combined human Ibby child would look. I do wonder if your augmentations will carry over during the breeding process. <laughs> Sets a uh, squeeze and jumps behind the couch. Kara just looks over at Kieran, slaps him on the shoulder and says, I like you. That's a pokes out from behind the couch. Glances over at Graves and Graves is still reading. So I think we can consider this to be, and Kara looks over, sets a withdrawing from the game. Graves says, indeed so. Oh, hey, you're actually listening. Yeah, it's not a terribly large set of quarters. Kieran looks over. Interesting. His heart rate has not changed at all. Yeah, Graves says, mm, I've dealt with intensive negotiation processes before with oh, the Orion Syndicate. I'll share it once, but that was by accident. Of course, Starfleet, Nazican pirate gangs, various corporations. So, yeah, I've got a pretty good, um, pretty good track record of keeping a lid under my reactions. Kieran rubs his forehead. Were all those breeding negotiations as well? <laughs> Graves blinks. <laughs> Setsa gives Graves a look. Setsa, well, Graves, um, no, none of them were. And he is starting to blush a little bit. Ah, there's the stress. Alrighty, what is uh, Dr. O'Connor doing right now? He is up on the re in the ready room up near the bridge. Um, hat with a glass of beer sitting at a table as he's working on the rifle that he had bought uh, a while ago. The, the de Definitely from this uh, timeline rifle. Nothing strange about that. It's hooked up to some wires and one of those nice little Starfleet laptops. Are you doing any work on it, or you just got there connected? I'll do work on it, too. You know, sometimes he waves a thing over it. Wave a light over it, you know? Just a little bit of, uh... Yeah, just wave a light over it. Yeah, just a, a light at at the end of an implement that, um... Yeah, might 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 emit some sonic pulses. Might do something like that, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh do you wanna is is there anything you want to accomplish like research wise with it or you just or is it just sort of for flavor? Uh yeah, there's research going on, but the research is for flavor. Okay. Um right. I'll say that while um Eli uh, Eli's doing this, John, for the first time ever, has been given the the bridge. He's he's sitting in the captain's chair, vibrating slightly. Is he's excited, and he's nervous, he's got the bridge. Ensign Moon shifts in his seat slightly, wondering exactly how far down the command chain exactly John is. <laughs> oh, he's, um, he's Lieutenant Junior Grade at this point. No, I meant in yep. the list of, you know, first officer, second officer, third officer. Oh, he's gotta be third officer. Hey! Oh, crap, might be. Hey! No, I think, you know, Kara's got there. I think he's, like, fifth or sixth, technically. Bryce is third, so I think Kara's fourth. You better hope I don't get in charge. I'm demoting all of you. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it just it's 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 John. He doesn't let little tardigrade have the bridge. Although he's like gripping onto the armrests like really tightly. The lookout. There could be Klingons. There are no Klingons that appear on sensors or any other things. It is a very smooth and uh, calm ride. Uh, nothing appears on the sensors. No anomalies, no rattles or shakes or anything that might seem to be uh, any kind of danger even remotely on the horizon. Uh, hey, you know what? You know, since you were offering before, I think I would like to actively do something with the whole what Eli is doing. Yep. I would like to try to find uh, matches or anything that comes close to it, uh, to the OS system that's on the rifle. So, you know, since it's, you know, special rifle, see if there's any anything in any archives... Anything that might or might not be restricted. I'm also going to type something, so... Mm, I'm, I'm debating whether it's insight or reason. I would go insight. Yeah, let's do an insight. I'll, I'll uh, do security for this. Um, can I get reason instead, please? Yeah, nah. I think this has to be reason. Uh, uh, I mean, what what's the uh, logic for reason? Um, I am reasoning my way through... You know, comparisons. You gotta reason out that math and numbers. Mm, Need to know which databases to look through. Yeah, that I, I'd say that's. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Because I'm a kind DM, I'll edit a reason. Uh, All right, and what's the discipline? Uh, I'll allow security or engineering. All right, I'm going engineering, and I'm using my 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 talent. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. Would let me use medical instead of engineering. You utter fool! How different is your insight in reason? Literally only one, but I need everything I can. <laughs> I was just looking at that. Like I was expecting it to be like seven versus eleven. It's like nine and ten. Oh, we're as Martok says. Consider every weapon. I mean, that may have made the difference there. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely made the difference. I mean, those would not have been successes if it had been one point different. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Target fifteen or target fifteen. I mean, he's using medicine for his discipline. If the role is ten. No, and... technically it's engineering, but I can use my medicine as engineering. Yeah. So successfully, you're able to access uh, uh, to figure out with methodical um, trial and error. Uh, how to access the uh, the computer systems uh, on this thing and accessing um, what are you trying to access specifically? I'm trying to compare these to like Starfleet or other archives that have similar things to get some kind of idea of what this is, where it's from. It says Starfleet, but it doesn't look like any Starfleet model I've ever seen. So, Hell, I'll even go so, to Ferengi databases if I have to pay. Okay, so you do... Um, Get some details uh, from it, model numbers, dates of manufacturer, locations, like sort of like a log of, of, um, of just how it's like, how it's been used and where, um, and you're able to look up those details from the logs and able to confirm uh, none of these details match anything that's in the current 
I mean, there's phases. It's it's definitely a phaser. There's, this manufacturer never did this kind of model, at, particularly at that time. No, um, there's nothing um, in the 23rd century that looks like this rifle. Yeah, there, it, it's just it's just something that uh, that shouldn't exist as far as you can find out. Fascinating. Eli says before you know, chugging his beer. All right, that comes up to uh, Chorog. What is Chorog doing? Chorog is currently in his quarters. He is messing around with his mask. He's doing some upgrades on it. He's also taking a small sip from a metal goblet containing a very foul-smelling liquid and is gargling it. Oh, you, oh, you really did this time, Chorog. You really screwed up. He said to himself as he's messing with his mask. He's trying to update the Universal Translator so that it has a voice modulation unit on it. All right. Um, give me, give me a control engineering. Okay, getting on there. Um, Duncan, could you give me set uh, the momentum to three for me, please? Um, you do. Um, you're able to put that module in without pretty much, pretty much any hassle. Your mask is pretty much designed for it anyway, so it, it's just a fairly basic um, process. It's not trivial, but it's it's um, it, it's pretty easy to do without any problems. And Charles finally finishes the upgrade. Like, oh, hopefully, this is going to help. Yes, I get better voice modulation out of this thing. Trying to hide, trying to hide what I did to my voice. I'm trying. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I really screwed up. <laughs> Boy, I really screwed up this time. Alrighty, with with that um with that installed, it's it's still it's uh, not properly configured, but it's 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 um messing with you a bit, but it it's installed and it's and it's it's working. It's just not not uh, outputting what exactly what you want it to do just yet. Um. So that brings us to uh, DB Worlds. Eli, uh, you're in the ready room, correct? Yep. As as you're there working on um, the, the rifle, looking examining the rifle, um, a call from a new saw comes in through Starfleet Command channels. It's... Um, Sort of officially yet unofficial piece of communication, if that makes sense. Is it coming in on my laptop that I have the rifle hooked up to, or is it on like Graves's desktop thing on his desk? It's on coming through on Graves's desktop. Ooh, that sounds like a whole lot of not my pro. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um Eli taps his com badge. O'Connor to Graves. Graves here. You got a call. I'm about to pick it up. Um, uh, he looks around. Um, I'll be in my quarter shortly to take it. Um, if um, you need to reroute it's here, in the, it's here in the ready room. Oh, I need to get up there first. It's a little bit quicker for me to get to my quarter. So, uh, yeah, take the call. And then if you need to transfer it to me, I'll be on standby. All right. I'll, uh, hopefully this is something that you don't have to bother yourself with, but just in case, be ready. Uh, I'm getting you out of a situation, aren't I? Graves just looks around the room. Um, I don't know if I can answer that. You don't need to. I could feel it. Like, literally feel it. 
That's his looking a little sad. Kara just shouts over, you're interrupting family time. Sets us sad now. Graves, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be back shortly. Uh, don't worry, JB. He, he passed, sets his head, sets his a little happier. Still on the call, so yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be on standby. Or right, uh, Graves out. All right. Uh, Eli taps his com badge and then sits at Graves' desk, turning on the, answering the call, answering the Skype call. Uh, you see uh, this uh, sawmill, um, very, like, similar to, to Rick T, but mainly more, like, sort of, like, more bluey-purpley, uh, sort of like a modeling uh, going on his face. Uh, you are not graves. Um, I'm trying to get on to the captain of the Reliant. This is the Reliant, correct? It is. I'm the first officer. Uh, I could relay any message. And uh, we'll uh, need a minute or two, but you could just talk to me. Yeah, uh, doc, you're Dr. O'Connor then, right? That is correct. Yes. Um, uh, sort of uh, relates to you as to, and to the, um, the rest, rest of the uh, crew of the Reliance, but um, I am the uh, chief psychologist uh, looking out for um, the mirror counterpart of Yorick Tear, and um, during various um, sessions, he has expressed um, some concerns about his uh, treatment and um, but that uh, while he was on the Reliant. Um, now, normally, um, we wouldn't be contacting you, but uh, it is, well, these events have rather impacted his ability to progress, and we feel that it's necessary that he be able to deal with these various issues that have come up. Uh, as such, uh, with the um, permission of Starfleet Command, uh, we have asked that we ask that you um, come to New Saw uh, to well to meet with um, this mirror universe version of Rictier and and help um, resolve some of these issues. All right, um, feel like this is. A trap. Not, not one that you're putting on. I feel like this might just be, you know, roundabout way of getting us there for some kind of harebrained escape attempt, but I'll pass this along to the captain and um, we'll see. Well, um, as yes, I'm sure some of the uh, various things that have been said uh, will um, is very much a, a matter of um, perspective one might say but others such as um your um shall we say intervention with his uh, escape previous escape attempt um are far more certain so unless um so he is uh, fortunately well within his rights to make accusations and knowing the situation um i i am Told by Starfleet, they would have no option but to investigate. I mean, if Starfleet wished to run an investigation, we've already had a trial. 
by an admiral, so I'll, I'll, I'll pass as the captain. Uh, yes, uh, of course. Um, I will. Uh, my com codes are included. Um, I've uh, sent them through to you, so please um, make um, your decision known as soon as possible. All right. Uh, O'Connor out. And without the callings. You like contacts Graves again? Graves here. Hey, so you remember Mirrorrict here? Yes. Apparently, um, we're stifling his progress by, you know, stopping him from killing himself, and then, you know, the whole arm thing, so we gotta go to Nusar. <sighs> Alright, so... By well, we don't have ahead. to, but, you know, they're strongly recommending it. I'm inclined to not leave the facility dealing with this on their own if oh if there's something we're involved in as well. Yeah, I'm, de because, I'm yeah. definitely getting Garth of Izar vibes. I mean we're we're sure he hasn't taken control of the facility yet, correct? I mean you never know with these things. Alright. Well, I think we should still take a look into it. Um very least we can have Lately, give his opinion um, to the local medical staff. Um, and, you know, maybe our Rick can help as well. All right, let's hope so. So do you want me to have John set a course? Yep, have John set a course. Um, yeah, I'll, well, got to head back to um, the little family event in progress. Um, but I'll be on the bridge in a little bit. In the meantime, yeah, let John have the day of his life right now. Oh, he's definitely having it. I'm making progress with the rifle. Alright, sounds good. It says it's 23rd century Starfleet, but I haven't seen a single thing like it. Really? Not like, you know, some uh, prototype gear? Not even in prototype files. Oh, interesting. I found something kind of like it, but it's more like concentrated beam than beam bolts. Uh, you still you're planning on fielding that, or is that a wall hanger? I mean, I've already fielded it a few times. I don't see why I'd stop that. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Give me, uh, give me informed, because, uh, yeah, that thing's pretty sweet. The only thing that's really a wall hanger is my officer sword. I only have that because my dad bought it for me. Yeah. I've got that Noskin sword in my quarters. Hmm? Oh, I've got a uh, Noskin sword in my quarters. Oh, right. I've seen it before. Anyway. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely set a course, and we'll, uh, yeah, uh, check it on this. All right, go enjoy your family time. Yep, yep. Uh, I think Setson needs emotional support after the last Scrabble game. Scrabble? You're you're playing Scrabble? Uh, they're playing Scrabble. I managed to occupy myself with the book. I'm hoping no one notices it's a technical manual for their fridge. They're gonna notice. I mean, Car's probably noticed by now. You're gonna get called out. Um, we'll see. All right. I'm. I'm. Hold on a second. Eli says as he gets up, poking his head out. John. Yeah. What? 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 What's it? Uh, is there Klingons? Uh, no. Set course to Nusar. Oh. <gasps> Lieutenant Moon. Uh, I, sir. That's our course for Nusar. Engage. Aye, aye, sir. He 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 point he po points at the screen. Then sits back and looks quite a bit more relaxed now. Eli pokes his head back into the to the ready room and closes the door. All right, um, yeah, we're underway. It seems. Uh, so yeah, you enjoy family time if you want to 
come check out rifle stuff, let me know. And if you know anybody that has, like, like databases that could, you know, possibly help connect some kind of history for this, please let me know. I mean, if it's if it's not coming up on Starfleet, I might ask Chorog. Chorog. Be some black or, stuff. I, I think Ferengi might have something, be it, you know, just some random Ferengi, a collector, the, the Lobby Consortium, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you think it could be a Section 31 rifle. No, I, fe- I mean... That custom thing? The Mobbird have put together? Oh, no, no. This has, like, a model number. It's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, check in with Chorak, but, um, yeah, I gotta get back to family time. Alright, enjoy family time. Okay, so... Channel closes. Yeah, so first thing I gotta point out, when, uh... Uh, John, uh... Nintendo Tardigrade pointed out to engage, they're already technically engaged at warp. So, uh, Moon has to, um, basically stop, redirect the ship, aim for, uh, um, uh, basically has to activate the transwarp drive to get to a transwarp gate that's closest and then move on from there. So it's, it's a bit of a thing, but, uh, but, um, it's not too bad. Um, it, it's not, uh, much of a, um, I mean, Moon's a professional is what I'm trying to get at. It's, it's, it's more of a, it's, it, it's a bit of a process, but you, you get there. Um, and, uh, but the Grays, when you get back to, um, the Setters and Kara's quarters, find them in the middle of, get, of the game of Twister. Graves blinks. I mean, as does Kara's player, really. <laughs> That's a calls out. All right, uh, spin and uh, hopefully no blue. Kieran spins the board. Uh, here, I know how to do that. It's not a blue. The game proceeds without that to falling over. All right, uh, so um, uh, as uh, the camera pans out a bit from... Um, uh, from the game of of, of um, Twister, as as there's a, a scene change, um, the the Reliant is just um, coming out of warp in amongst the new solar system. Um, uh, is Moon driving or is Kara driving um, uh, as they warp as they drop out of warp? Well, I mean, apparently, Car is involved in a Twister game. Okay. Well, um, as as um, they came in, uh, one of the big um, astro navigational dangers or features of the new solar system is that there is sort of like a uh, a sphere, um, an asteroid sphere around the. Around the, the middle, around the ship. So instead of just like a belt, it's it's a full ball that is tumbling and rotating and and moving, shifting as um, uh, as 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 um you approach. Uh, there is a, a navigation uh the channel that is kept kept clear by buoys of of um tractor beams. Um, that, that, um, that have, um, you know, basically traffic control, um, pathways, uh, channels for, for ships passing 
into and out of uh, you saw to go through. John, uh, John says, easy as it goes. Right, with the with the waypoint, um, can I get um, can I get Moon to just do a basic control con for me? I shall do this on button. Uh, okay, he succeeds. Another another momentum for the group. Uh, actually, no, that stays because the scene change has occurred, so it's technically still three. Um, so um, the, the the reliant just sort of gracefully um glides uh through the channel towards new saw and gets stopped um which once again um the same saw um speak um uh tries to uh reach um reaches out towards the uh whoever's sitting in the uh ready room if uh, Eli's still there or or the captain Graves will be up in the ready room by this point. Eli is still there too. So the 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 the, the, the desk on the computer beeps that there's the message uh, uh, communications hail coming in from New Saw. Graves uh, sits down, uh, does the Picard maneuver, tucks your shirt, gets the wrinkles out, and uh, hits the uh, open channel button. Uh, Captain Graves, uh, thank you for coming. I am. The chief, as, as I mentioned, Eli, I'm uh, Dr. O'Connor. I'm sure he has briefed you uh, on everything. Um, if you could uh, come down uh, to my coordinates, I will brief you. Um, we have uh, a request here for um, Shorog, for you, Dr. O'Connor, Kara Junrani, uh, D.B. Wells, um, though I'm not sure particularly why um, you know, Rick has asked specifically for him, but um, there's that and uh, your um, psychologist, your counsellor, Waitley. Would I have permission to bring anyone else? Uh, um, those are the... You have permission to come down to the facility with whomever you like, but um, due to the various circumstances, I don't think it would be wise to go from here to um, to meet with mirror, uh, you, the Mirror Universe counterpart of Richter without with uh, addition with with any more people. All right, understood. I'm going to bring additional security officer, and yeah, he can um, hang back while we take care of things with uh, Mirror Rick. All right, um, please, um, for reasons which I will um, brief you in person with, I do request that you uh, come down to these coordinates in a shuttlecraft. All right. And uh, the coordinates sort of appear on the on the computers on the uh, on the screen there. All right, we we can do that. Um, yeah, we should be down in just a little bit here. All right, uh, I will uh, await your reply. Uh, we've got a um, we've got a, a, a landing pad ready and waiting, and I will be there to greet you. Graves nods. Um. All right, understood. See you soon. Graves out. So, you you get the same vibe I did, or am I just paranoid? 
Um, here, let's check something. Uh, Graves will go ahead and check to see if there's been any unusual communications activity from Nusor. Like, including absences of communication. Um, give me an insight command check. Alrighty. A sec. There we go. Dang, you Graves, you and your poor insight. Um... Information gathering is a focus. I will accept that. Alrighty. This is a weird roll. One success. I mean, that doesn't seem to be any more or less normal communications. Um, you're not able to be certain, but nothing seems out of order. Graves also check their landing coordinates. Um, yeah, you... The landing coordinates are in um are sort of attached to uh sort of like a penal colony kind of thing um that uh it's sort of like um the, the uh, New Zealand like rehabilitation um penal colony whatever you want to call it uh on Earth. But um, it, it's from what you can tell, um, um, that's that's where the 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 um, where the landing coordinates are taking you. So not some like miscellaneous open agricultural field, which would immediately signal a trap. Yes, no, not something that immediately signals a trap. Um, give me give me another insight command check, just. Uh, and this would also have information gathering, or is this? General? Uh, this would be. What, what are your What are your focuses in regards to um, uh, information gathering? Would and negotiations are kind of the only two, or hazardous operations and battlefield tactics. You know what? I'll allow battlefield tactics for this one for, for reasons. All just one success. Okay, so with that, and the specific reason that they request you to come in um, via... Uh, you could definitely beam down to this location. So why would they ask you to come in as shuttlecraft unless they were going to... You were then going to go to another location, which... Um, likely couldn't beam out down to. Graves kind of strokes his chin says, I think we're going to have to jump around to another secure facility there, but I have some contingency plans in case this is a little bit of chicanery. So I think I've got that in mind. So all we really need to do is head down. All right. So uh, you order up everyone to meet um, everyone named, which is... Everyone here plus uh, Whaley. Um, also, um, so John also arrives, and um, so does Setsa. Okay. Kara shows up, not really questioning why she's been asked. She checks her pistol while she's busy, you know, prepping the uh, shuttle for launch. Setsa's wearing a uh, con officer's uniform. Uh, just check, am I alive? You are yep. live. There we go. Finally. Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel just kind of arrives, looking a bit nervous. 
and just asks uh, asks uh, the closest person, do you think he knows it's me that tackled him that one time? I mean, I guess that's a question. Have we been told why we're being summoned? I had assumed uh, Kara had not been told. Okay, so Graves will have said that there is a matter we need to attend to with Mirrick here down at the correctional facility he's being held at at Newsor. Oh, in that case, Kara is double-checking her gun and making sure it's not set for stun. <laughs> Do you think I should have brought my suit? And he just kind of fidgets uh, uh, nervously a bit. Uh, I'm going to go back for my suit. <laughs> That says, no, don't worry. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to do any EVs or deal with any hazardous radiations. Hopefully, I get the feeling he just wants some armor between him and the outside world. Satsa. I mean, I we can go get him some armor. We got, actually, I think we have some armor in the shuttle. She opens up a hatch and uh, like a like a few like vests like fall down on her. Kara looks over, wondering how on earth that happened when everything was cleanly put away two seconds ago. Objects move. Not just during flight, move at all times at random intervals. Overhead storage bins have quantum properties. Kara just blinks, recites Newton's laws of motion, and goes back to what she's doing. Uh, D- Dan- I guess Daniel picks one of the fallen, uh, vet, uh, one of the fallen, uh, I forgot if they were jackets or vests, off the floor. Um, and they're just going to be, yeah, armored security vests. Uh, yeah, Daniel picks up one of the vests, puts it on, says, I, this is probably fine. This is fine, right? This is probably fine. So that's a, um, it, it cleans up the rest of the mess and says, um, probably, but don't worry about it. I mean, it's a secure facility. I mean, he's being held here for rehab. I mean, they've got things under control. Well, yeah, it's just, um, I'm a bit nervous he asked for me by name is all. Yeah, I mean, it could just be something he's got to, like, apologize to the people he's wronged, or... Yeah, just kind of At the move point on he says, him. apologize to the people he's wronged, Kara barks out a laugh. Just, ha! Uh, <laughs> this is he's, uh, he's He's accusing us of something, I... Yeah. Oh. Uh, should we bring the Admiral here? Um, Which Admiral? Uh, the, uh, the Admiral lady who said I... Uh, you kind of got upset that I was in a box. You mean the one from the trial? Yeah. I mean, maybe, but, you know, she we don't know where, how, if she, her availability, so. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm did, here to play I my part. I did tell him we had a trial. Grave says, all right, um, I think we're all assembled and ready to get underway. Kara just waits for everybody to sit the hell down, closes the shuttle door, and launches. It is... It is a rather smooth um, drive down. Kara doesn't need to do any of the fancy flying that she could very well probably easily do. Um, as she um, comes down uh, to around the coordinates, um, you see you got these um, views of, of what's going down, and you can see the part of the, uh, the, the landing pad and a number of people around it. There's... A, a crate or two of cargo um, that's sort of sitting out there on the on the pad, apparently waiting for some uh, kind of of um, shuttlecraft to take take the cargo away. Um, eventually, anyway, as as Kara sits down on the pad, Kara rechecks her pistol, holsters it, opens the door, stands up, and heads out. 
Bridge follows. Uh, Setsa and John stay behind with the uh, shuttle. Eli follows. Uh, welcome to New Sore. I'm glad that you could uh, come here today and uh, help us with our uh, bit of an issue. Um, uh, is uh, that everyone that's... I uh, don't see Waitley. Well, Waitley's going to be with them and just kind of hanging around in the back. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, and uh, that's when sort of Waitley sort of uh, pulls his... Uh, uh, Comes out of the, the shuttle. Ah, there we go. Um, you can be the strong, um, silent type. Uh, is there anyone else with you? You mentioned the possibility of, of uh, additional security personnel. Yeah, I got a couple officers just keeping an eye on the shuttle. Um, they may Graves, have... Graves uh, twirls a uh, pattern with one hand as he's talking. All right, well... Please come in. We have a few things to discuss before um, you go to meet um, the mirror counterpart of your tier. Please follow me. Graves uh, clicks his pen and says, all right, yeah, follow. Kara falls into step, you know, right behind the captain, full of military bearing, eyes, you know, looking around. She's not pleased to be here. Um, you, you're led into what appears to be some kind of administration building, uh, past a counter and, and things, um, so whatever processes are, they seem to be waived as you're led, uh, through some corridors, making a couple of turns into, uh, what appears to be just sort of like a, a meeting, um, like a boardroom kind of thing um please uh take your seats uh i will um uh, i guess i ricked here uh however we have had some uh roadblocks uh regarding um the initial experiences of of him um entering your custody and things that are related to his escape attempt uh, specifically mentioned by him uh, was the um, the forcible removal of Nam through um, what was supposed to be a medical procedure um, to um, uh, like medical treatment um, through explosives. Kara um, at that point is smirking. Graves raises a hand and says, um, it was a contingency measure uh, designed to effectively remove the arm in case of uh, basically nefarious use as he was currently held as a um, prisoner following a hostile engagement with the ISS Reliant. I would also which, like to clarify that it was an incendiary, a controlled incendiary, um, not an explosive. Okay. Yep, properly calibrated just to, you know, cleanly separate that arm. Uh, uh, I'm not here to... Uh make any judgments i'm just here to express um elements that uh, have been expressed to me that have uh, um well caused some issues with with um recovery after um such events so uh i'm not uh, asking you to explain yourselves i'm just merely trying to present this situation with with um, mirror tears 
and to while you are here as um, effectively as I can. Uh, another potential issue is um, with you, Graves, that uh, he has presented to us that um, there was uh, another mirror universe counterpart on his ship, your your counterpart, you know, if, I believe that was, uh, had taken uh, asylum. Yep, he did. There is a, quite a bit of resentment that uh, you allowed your counterpart um, asylum when no such even um, you wouldn't even speak with with Mirror Rick. Um, well, the Mirror version of myself and I very quickly reached terms. He was very respectful and did not try to escape or injure my crew and provided some pretty strong reassurances he would not do so and hadn't even engaged in hostile actions in the first place. Like, he was completely in the dark to what was happening underneath him. Like, nice guy, but it's, yeah, he, he, he was, he, he's really not cut out for command. Well, uh, Chorog, um, he expressed uh, repeated attempts of humiliation regarding um, a joke regarding him being harmless slash armless is what I've uh, read. Yeah, it was, it was just a joke at his expense. Well, he has uh, expressed um, dismay that um, should his position be lowered, made as ridicule that he would be directly uh, at risk of, well, underlings trying to kill him, for lack of a better word. Making a joke. He took a shot at me, he missed. I took a shot at him, I didn't. Very so well. he hadn't taken a shot at me, he still have that arm. Uh, he is not taking issue with the the firing of weapons. He is accepting that. It's just merely the um the jokes afterwards. Uh Kara, um I am just uh, receiving general aggressive attitude and unwilling to listen. Yeah, well, join the rest of the crew. Um uh, for Waitley, um he is saying to you that uh, his counselling sessions aboard the Reliant were rather um, uh, inappropriate. Not that anything happened, just that, well, he he wasn't um, being treated professionally. And he is refusing... Rage raises a hand. Uh, yes? Um, out of curiosity, a mere officer on a an imperial starship on an uh, on an espionage run let's call it has a standard for counseling that we did not meet as compared to the mirror universe that's kind of hilarious <laughs> i am i am merely uh saying that his expectations in that regard were unmet 
Um, I'm sure he'll go into detail further regards to that um, when you see him. Um, though with TP, um, I'm not actually seeing anything here regarding um, any insult or perceived um, issue that he has with you. He has just merely requested that you come along with this. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 okay. How does he know my name? Um, well, he, there is, um, there are still standards, uh, that we have to make, and there are rec records that he, that he has access to that he apparently learned your name from. Ah. I'm certain this is all, um, rather uh, unusual, considering the nature of the circumstances uh, for you and um, for all of you, and uh, that you are well in a in a bit of a in a bit of a catch twenty two situation. How so? Uh, well, um, well, he if. Uh, everything is above board, then he is making up um, allegations to discredit you and to deal with that, you are put into a situation where you might have to confront him directly. It is not... Um, it is... It does seem to be something that um, he has... Re uh, he is wanting. Graves says, um, our... Actions were reviewed by the Starfleet Admiralty um, in detail. So I don't think, as far as official processes goes, that there's any major liabilities for the relying crew. He is, after all, someone who has not necessarily fulfilled his end of the bargain when it comes to negotiated, um, negotiated deals as far as uh, his, ex or his asylum is concerned. So the major question arises that in seeking us in particular, is there more of a medical issue that perhaps by talking with us, it helps his recovery? Or are we really dealing with a practical issue here where there is a legitimate concern for our behavior, in which case I will simply point to the Admiralty's review of the matter. Uh, he pulls up a pad and, and scrolls through it. Um, my understanding of the agreement that was made was that uh, he would provide um, all that he knew about the the makeup, the structure, um, the players involved in the in the mirror universe, um, and as far as I can see, that he has met those requirements here with. Two escape attempts since his initial capture. One of those was after we were working with him towards a rehabilitation recovery and eventual release uh, under sore care. There was also the suicide attempt when he, when the trial didn't that, go in his favor. Yeah, which that did, um, that event precipitated, or it precipitated into. Yes, um... He is, um, well, it is, a, it is for that reason why we are here. Um, 
you're probably aware that he is um he was a commanding you are aware that he was a commanding officer on a Terran Empire starship a a no uh, a group known to be very dedicatedly uh shall we say pro-human and well ex- not pro-human but ex- human only and yeah with with exceptions but very yeah very despotic and very xenophobic and in order to make it in that kind of society um commanding officers tend to be extremely ruthless so question arises for an individual such as that in that position who called db wells who pushed him issue the um yes as i can't go into many of the details but there have been long standing trauma um from his time um i can't go into the details once again because of various ethical restraints but um it from what i am allowed to tell you that he has expressed that um he had hoped um that by separating himself from the Terran Empire that perhaps he would have been able to have a new start and the various circumstances regard- surrounding that meant that he couldn't or at least that he feared he couldn't um Kara stops the doctor right there and simply says you mean he couldn't on his terms not an unreasonable statement. Yeah. So the question arises for calling us here, someone who's been denied release on his terms to simply go about the galaxy without repercussions for things he did, including, you know, kidnapping, uh, attempted assault, attempted murder, uh, infiltration of a Federation starbase. Um, if not by intent, then by actions, attempted genocide of an entire race. Yeah, like, there are certainly limits to how far it can go, and certainly ethical issues we need to seize you before he can have exactly what he wants. But, for this given individual, there is the concern of whether or not us being here will really facilitate his recovery, or may come into, say, a revenge plan. Well, um, I do believe that he is trying to resolve his issues. All right. We can help with that. If there's anything we can do, certainly. My crew's available. We do have missions to attend to, so we can't spend an inordinate amount of time here on Nusar, but we can, you know, provide some assistance as you see fit. Um... Provided that it does not place my crew in um, jeopardy. So I will ask for a thorough review of your security protocols and uh, contingency plans. Which uh, does lead me to the next um, question. Uh, he is currently being held in a, in a, in a, in, in a bit of isolation right now. Um, there is, he is, living in a on an island not far from here 
um, where where transporters, communications, and other other links back to the monitored and continually surveyed um, continued check-ins um, happen happen uh, remotely, but um, due to the fact, uh, it yeah, it is is basically living uh, on a deserted island and is prevented from leaving. All right. And I take it you want us to go to this deserted island without communications to an individual who has specifically requested the people who have wronged him. And you have reason enough to be concerned about this individual to the effect that you have isolated him from your civilization. He is, it is definitely a risk. And it, as, as I said, this is a decision that I am not going to be forcing on you. Um, well, it, for the dampening measures, do they prevent use of technology that has been brought to the island? Um, we, the technology brought to the island uh, will, be, will remain valid. There is no dampening field regarding energy weapons. Uh, All right. Transporters transporters and communications are the main thing that is being restricted. All right. So what we could basically do then is to uh, pop a hollow emitter outside of a shuttlecraft and have him or Rick talk to that hologram. Uh, necessarily exposing us to the danger. May uh, wait us there. Actually, I do not know if uh, if there are any. So, do you have a holographic emitter with you? Not with me presently, but I can go uh, have one beam down from Reliant. There's one on the shuttle. Well, well we, part we, of the shuttle. Yeah, we we can we can see how that goes. I'm not sure how he'll react to it. Um, I do believe once, as as you quite uh, correctly surmised, the whole point was trying to conf- to to exp- um deal for how we'd regard to to honestly. I don't care anymore. I'm fine with it. The guy wants to talk to me. Let him talk. All right. Grave says, um, all right, yeah, and I'm, I think we'll eventually get to that point. I just want to have some contingency measures in place in case we need to take a little bit more of a cautious approach. But, yeah, this sounds fine. Uh, got the team assembled, and I trust my people, so we can go ahead and take care of this. Very well. Um, I will give you uh, coordinates um, and various um, codes for the... Uh, to access, uh, to confirm um, authorization uh, for you to land at the island. Ribs Nons, is there anything else we need to attend to? Uh, with that all sorted, I don't believe so. All right. Yes, we can get underway then, and we'll certainly report back as soon as we have anything uh, to send back about uh, Rick's condition and his recovery. Car stands up. All right, let's get this train wreck rolling. All right, so uh, he hands you a, a data pad with, with the details that you need, and, and then uh, please, uh, once you leave, um, please contact, yes, uh, contact me. You have my details. Uh, you're welcome to arrive or just, or just um, 
communicate uh, as you head back up to the Reliant. I hope things work out for, well, everyone. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Kara just follows the captain back out to the shuttle. Captain leads the way. <laughs> captain leads the way back to the shuttle. Graves, you uh, shall go for it. Okay, so is um, is Setzer and John still going to try and come with you? Uh, yeah, they're still going to be in the shuttle. Okay. They are, they are watching over the um, the high technology. Alright, so you take off and head head towards the um the location. Once you get close you're a challenge for authorization to approach and with the with the with the details you get you send those off and, and get cleared to land. Um as you do so you, you essentially find a very utilitarian metal grey kind of uh structure. Uh, it is not pretty. It it is not a it is not a warm kind of house environment. It is a stark utilitarian, um, reminiscent of of um, of um, the prefab colony buildings. Who's piloting? Kara. Kara, don't don't land. We can just hover a bit off the ground. I got a bad feeling. Captain. Uh, let's go ahead and hover and, uh, yeah, make a, uh, basically let's announce our presence. All right. want to use the external speakers to blast some kind of weird music? Uh, not weird music. I'm just going to get, uh, shout at him. Damn. Oh, Car just um, flips the speakers on for the captain to say whatever he's going to say. Graves gets on the mic and says, all right, Rick, Graves here. Not your Graves. The, uh, the, um, this universe is Graves. Come a long way, and not feeling entirely trusting, so might want to, you know, come out and say hi, say your piece, and you know, start moving this forward. Um, there it is. There's a bit of a moment as, um, for a moment, silence sort of just settles the area. Uh, when the doors does eventually open, and and Mira Richter does step out, it is sort of. Looks up to you. Are you going to uh, come and talk with me, or are you just going to hover up there like you're somehow better than I am? Well, if you're going to put it like that, we can just go was... ahead and head out of here. But oh, one talk. Let me torpedo I mean... him. Let me torpedo him. No, no finger slips. No. Um, Grave says, uh, if you're going to take that approach, I mean. I'm the Federation captain who's still in charge of a starship, and one that did defeat the ISS Reliant, and I have good reason to believe that I am currently in a better life situation than you right now, as you are on a deserted island separated from your civilization by considerable margin. I can do a lot to improve your current situation, but if you're going to give that attitude, then it's not going to be as easy to get that help. God, we're assholes. What next? We're going to land. Yeah, fuck it, I'm landing. Carl just lands the shuttle. <laughs> I wanted to uh, repel, damn it. Uh if if I may, uh I'm not, I'm not the most sociable person, but directly saying that you are better than the person you're trying to talk to doesn't seem like the best move or opening negotiations. Oh, he's from the Amelia uh, universe, it's asserting dominance. It's yeah, well uh, let me go ahead and show you guys exactly how to do this. 
Kara opens the door and steps out, and basically glares daggers at Mirrick, and without preamble, simply launches into, Allow me to skip the pleasantries, since you would find them facetious. We don't like each other, and I'm content to maintain our relationship at the, rela- at the distance this mutual hatred engenders. If you have anything to say, say it. Your staff fleet says a lot of things, and yet at your hands, which you're supposed to be Starfleet, I've been met with nothing but derision, aggression, and apparently many ethical issues regarding your behavior and what is acceptable and what is not. Why should I trust you at all when it comes to your actions? Graves pipes up. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Graves pipes up at this point. We have a ride out of here. And Kara looks at him, and frankly, I'm not asking for your trust. You wanted to talk to me? Talk to me, because I have nothing to say to you. When you, f- I first saw you, well, this, to be fair, it was, uh, we are on opposite sides, but you never even thought to wonder what was going on with me, why I did what I did, why I was acting just the way I was. There's an extent of just following orders that we could have presumed by your actions on coming to Starbase Magellan with a hostile aggression that put a species in jeopardy. And yet, There's also the whole betraying your crew thing, which, you know, your captain kind of told us about and, like, saying your first officer was trying to do a mutiny when you were kind of doing the mutiny. Also, for my part... I'm not obliged to try and understand you. My orders were to settle the situation. Understanding you is other people's job. The doctors, the court system, etc. Whereas, well, Captain, here, I could have explained myself, I could have talked to you, but no, you refused. And yes, I... Graves, uh, Graves at this point, um, hops out of the shuttle and closes the door behind him. Wait, we're still... (laughs) <laughs> he, he, he's going to take a moment here. He's going to take a moment. He's going to come over to Rick. And he's strong across the breach. Looking pretty nonchalant, but as he gets closer, his, his stance is hardening. Graves, uh, Graves approaches Rick and says, Because of what you did, the only person that I feel a connection to in this universe is scared to touch a replicator because of what it might mean for her Borg implants to accidentally infect the ship and destroy it like she destroyed ISS Reliant. I'm having to deal with that trauma that that person suffered as a result of the callous imperiousness of the Terran Empire. So no, I didn't talk to you because I didn't want to lump that with you. So I know you were following orders and didn't intend for that to happen, but it happened. And uh, yes, I was following orders by the very man that you gave asylum to. You say that he is fine, but how can he not be at least complicit with everything that his crew did, that everything that I did to survive? Graves, at this point, he he motions at at John and the door opens again. Um, So the rest of the crew now can hear. Um... But he says at this point, your counterpart did a lot to tone for what he's done. He is in rehab. He is 
on another world. And he is taking to that earnestly. He's not looking to blame other people for not understanding him. The first thing he's doing is looking inside himself. He is not materially benefiting. Perhaps from the most... fact that he is yeah, taking that opportunity again to fix himself and not blame others. And perhaps most importantly, he's not constantly fighting the system. The system. System. Do you even know or do you even care how I ended up in that system? How I became who I am? No. Oof. Graves blinks at that and says, to an extent, but when, when would this have come up for us in particular? So for DB, who tripped you, for Eli, who was justifiably taking a precautionary measure against your attempted escape. Within regulation, I might add. General Order yes. 33. So there's a point for us trying to understand you, but... Did you try to understand where we were coming from? Did you ever wonder to think, when I tried to escape, why there weren't more casualties? I you could have took destroyed, a very deal. I could have destroyed your ship. Debatable. Mm, we did appreciate that. That's why we didn't object to you pursuing asylum. That's why we didn't make a security case that you should be under additional lock and key. And I am dismayed that you are in this situation, that you are on an island in the middle of nowhere with a very rustic set of accommodations, which does not justify your, well, it's not justified by past action, the degree of isolation you have. This is something you would do for the Emperor, not a second-in-command of a light frigate on a espionage run. Would you even believe that I asked for this? Be I, I could see it. It's just that question of you're alone and that's in that self-isolation. But is that really what you want? Do I want to be scared my entire life that the person next to me might suddenly stab a dagger in my heart? That my closest friend might be plotting to undermine me that... Every step I take might be taken away from me at a moment's notice on a whim. Where I grew up, we didn't have daggers, but emotionally, that's the game we played. Orensha was not a kind colony world. And yeah, in business and dealing with certain circles, people who you thought were your closest friends could indeed Stab you in the back, stab you in the heart, and stab you in several other places too while they were at it just for fun. And it took years, but I've got people on my back now who I have no fear of uh, stabbing me in any particular way. So the question is for your self-isolation, it's what gets you that immediate relief? Does it get you what you want? I would love to have a family, to have someone that I could hold. But all that's gone. I left. All that was taken from me when I was eight years old. I watched Terran Empire come and destroy our little colony. 
of the few survivors of our homeworlds being swallowed by our star. I am the last of my people in the mirror universe, and I am only alive because the people that killed my parents adopted me, raised me as a Terran, put me in through the Terran Academy, paraded me around as one of them. And you obviously aren't. On your heart. And yet every little deviation from Terran standard behavior, people pointed me and they, to survive, I had to become the most Terranist non-Terran. I've done a lot of things, things that I wish I never had to do. Sometimes I wish that I died when I was eight, that I didn't, and he just sort of sits down and sort of on on the team and not have to deal with any of it. Graves sits down um, opposite him. Graves sighs and says, you have the responsibility of living, of making the best you can out of a very difficult and painful situation for things that were done to you and things you did. The only thing I can recommend is that you try to atone by having a positive impact. You don't let what was done to you change how you treat others. Because there's other people out there that would wish that someone would come along and help them like you want it to be helped. And you could conceivably be that person if you're willing to step up and to seek that atonement. You didn't offer to help me, and I can't get past that yet. What were we supposed to do? You just flailed about, screaming. You didn't want to be helped, it seemed like. You wanted to just keep being Terran. That might work over there, but here it's different. Did you even try to look past the surface? Yes, and then you tried to fucking escape and I had to blow up your arm. Graves says, again, where you want to start the thinking is less about how others wronged you, but how you can improve your situation. Because you've got people listening here. you got me sitting down right now. And I can write a report. And I can do more than that. This does not look like it's helping you. And as the captain who was ultimately responsible for your capture, I have a responsibility to that. So, Graves kind of looks back uh, to any of the other crew members. Kara's just leaning against the shuttle. She's already said what little piece she had. (laughs) Morag? Chong's been sitting near the shuttle listening to the whole conversation. Part of the problem is what happened when Chong blew his arm off. So Chong finally stands up, walks past Kara, pulls out his disruptor pistols, hands them to Kara, says, whatever happens, don't intervene. You got it. Chong walks over to Mirror Rick. I think part of the problem is we need, you need closure about that arm that I blew off. I'm unarmed. I'm not here to hurt you. Fact of the matter is, you shot, you missed, I shot, I didn't. And yes, I did 
make jokes at your expense. And for that, I am sorry. I should not have done that. Because when it comes down to it, you and I are not that far apart. Both of us came from backgrounds where anger and rage ruled us. It was a fight to survive, kill or be killed. But then I found these people, and they helped me get over that. Open up to them. They'll help you too. I'll help you. Did we lose Rick? Did you know that I, in my own way, tried to reach out? It was, you know, I was never good at it. I couldn't be. It's time to put your past behind you like I did. Like I said, I came from, I came from a past that was incredibly violent. You never knew who was going to try to stab you in the back and take your spot. Why well, I understand the Terran Empire is the same way. But you're past that. You're done with them now. Come, come with us. Let us help you. Like they helped me. Kara at this point goes, whoa, wait a minute. Krog turns back, Kara, let me finish. I am not the same pirate that I was when I first joined these people. They taught me what it is to be respectful and find purpose in my life. And they'll help you. Trog offers his hand to Mira Rick. I offer you the hand of apology and friendship. He looks up to Trog. You can see tears sort of uh, welling up. They're not starting to fall, but they're, they're close. Um, he looks to the side and you see this. Um, he does have two arms. One is, a, one is his natural arm and the other is a very bare bones, cybernetic. No, no skin, no tissue, just pistons. And, and like bone, uh, metal and motors and things, every, everything that allows an arm to function, but nothing more. Uh, you can see right, right through the middle of it. It is, um, there is nothing, uh, that, that's preventing uh, any part of it, uh, from being seen. With that one, he decides to reach out. Trog takes the crude cybernetic arm and shakes it. First thing we should do, I know a guy that can make that arm look like your other arm. I could make you feel like you have two natural arms. It's me, I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, no offense to Dr. O'Connor, but no. Yeah, there's a robotics... Expert that I know back from my pirate days. Very good limb guy. He could fix your arm, so you swear he had two natural arms. He just pauses for a moment, thinking over it before starting to nod. All right, I will uh, accept your help. With your permission, Captain. Graves. Thanks for a minute. Right. So, I will have to make a call first. Because I don't want to do anything that could... But we can't do it from here because they block communication. What a conundrum. Yeah, so... Shorog. You want me to hack the signal, right? Uh, no. no like we're, we're actually kind of blocked here. So we can move the shuttlecraft outside and um, allow a call. But basically, uh, you wouldn't mind staying here for, you know, 20 minutes, half hour, something like that. You can count on me, Captain. All right. 
Yep. Anyone else who wants to just kind of hang around here, uh, and is John or is Marcus is saying that uh, John is uh, ambling off the uh, shuttlecraft and kind of heading towards the beach. I'm, I'm not Mar- staying here. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. The rest of us, we can head back to the shuttle and yeah, put in a call with uh, the counseling center and yeah, see what we can do. Uh, Captain, before you go, I would like you. I had this whole convoluted thing planned out, but things never go how you expect them to. No. I have to admit I was planning on, well, trapping you here, at least temporarily. Yeah, you you kind of tipped the hand when you asked for DB. Uh, if I am willing to take whatever heat comes off it, but if you would like to actually see what I've set up, I'm actually somewhat proud of it. Right. Um, yeah, we can go ahead and do a little bit of a, or me and Chora can actually do a little bit of a tour. Um, yeah, I'll just take a minute, and then yeah, there, yeah, then we can uh, put in a call with the counseling center, and yeah, see what we can do. Uh, whenever you're ready. Um, Graves nods, but out of character, it was also getting a little bit late, so yeah. I, I wanted to make sure this isn't going to be a two-parter, because it's going to be a while before I can resume a two-parter. Yeah, no. This is, uh, so I will I will um, quickly go over. Um, he, he does it to others. Um, he was planning on these... Uh, he developed these... Um, like sort of, uh, how, how like uh, like uh, crossbow kind of things that shot uh, what what would be like a, a an encap what would encapsulate a person and transport them through the wire so that would shield technically shield them from the disruption and then transport them uh, to um, to these pods. That that he had in this little central base, uh, he points out uh, this little uh, arm thing that you would have the doctor put on that had beeps and whistles. It was it was mainly um, as a sort of like you never know when it's going your arm's going to blow off kind of thing, but it wasn't going to actually blow off. It was just meant to to. To imply that anything might actually happen. Uh, Graves is glad. As he's going through this, Graves is kind of nodding and just like, Graves is really glad that the rest of the crew besides Charg is not going on the tour with him. (laughs) Graves is like, I don't... So, um, Carr probably would shoot him now. Uh, By the way, I didn't really, there wasn't really a good time to say, but Daniel did, is staying behind as well. Just because. At the very least, he can build sandcastles with John. Is that DB going on the tour? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um, and one room was would would be one where Chorog would have to press a button, and then his hand would rest- then it would trap his hand and threaten to crush it, uh, to let everyone else move on to the to uh to stop him from uh. From his plans and to find out what happened to the people, to others, and 
So we basically just shortcutted it your episode of Saw. Yeah, pretty much. I'm glad I'm not going on the tour because, you know, that's the kind of psychopath shit's like, yeah, no, we're not we're not letting him off this island. I am and uh, there's um sort of it would end with um with uh the captain and the only way to open this last door is for you to sacrifice someone for for the same sort of transporter beam to um take the last person and hide them away at that point the last door would open and it would be Rick and this last person right, uh, in the same room where all, all these pods and uh, and at that point uh, whatever final showdown if there was going to be a final showdown or convincing whatever would happen would, would happen at that point with whomever was left standing. I have no more reason to lie from you. I have said what I've needed to say. You've said what you've had to say, and surprisingly, it has been what I needed to hear. Yeah, and I'm really glad we could resolve it this way rather than any other way. Holy shit, man, I was drunk and accidentally bumped into you from behind. <laughs> great drugs. Great, great, you never know when I'll stick with someone. I... It was... I... am showing you this because I've moved past it now. Whether or not you believe me, and it, I don't know, and frankly, I don't really care, but I think now, eventually, I can find my peace, whatever that turns out to be. All right. Well, I mean, the fact that you built all this under the current circumstances is impressive for the scale of engineering involved. So, I mean, uh, one possible path, again, it worked for me, is Starfleet Academy. I could write you a letter of recommendation, although I will have to be very not specific about this in particular and talk about some other stuff I might have to lie about. But, um, yeah, if you want to go down that path. It's far too early. I honest hadn't really even thought about what was going to be my life after all this. I was half expecting to die. Well, definitely take some time. Definitely sleep on it. Definitely get into contact. I mean, your counselors are going to be your, you know, one potential source. But yeah, us, Rick, Chorog, I mean, feel free to reach out to us too. I mean, certainly comms is going to be an easy way of reaching that um, as we head back out to the Magellan. Um, but yeah, like, it, just don't bottle yourself up. Well, uh, I think there's nothing left to do now. I will, All right, well... Uh, Thank you for coming. And he will actually try and reach out and hug you. Ed Graves returns the hug. Daniel just kind of shuffles his feet and says, So, the mirror dimension. I could uh, really see myself living there. Uh, you don't want to. Even mirror dimension. See myself 
living there. Graves pinches the bridge of his nose and says, there's a time and a place. Just time and a place. Okay, sorry. I've had that one brewing all day. I've been, there wasn't really a good time to... I I appreciate the attempt at humor, but... Uh, um, Well, I'm once again sorting for everything. Graves nods and says, all right, well, I gotta make some calls. Uh, Chorag will be here. John will be here. Uh, DB, do you want to stay behind for a bit? Uh, okay. <laughs> Graves says in the, the presumed torture chamber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's nothing really graphic. Uh, there's well, a sort of empty, whole, like, um, empty ch- sort of like cylindrical chamber things. <laughs> Graves waves and uh, heads out of the room, leaving DB and Mirror Rick. In the chamber. When she when he comes back out, Kara's busy picking her nails, leaning against the shuttle. She just looks up. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. It's gonna make a call, then we'll be back to pick up our people. And uh yeah. Eli's inside the shuttle just flipping a zippo open and closed. Hi, Captain. She salutes and stands up straight and then just walks into the shuttle and sits down at the con station. And with that, the shuttle heads out, and they have a chat with the counselor people. D- does Graves tell us about what was in there? No, he does not. <laughs> Graves is smarter than that. Wait, can I get a can I get an empathic read on if it was some you know some freaky shit? Actually, Graves isn't going to be like thinking about that. Like he's just kind of prepping up for like the conversation he's going to have with the um, counselor. So he's sure already kind of conscious. No I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he's put it out of mind. There might be other opportunities to catch him with the in with the info. I would say it would be precipitated by another scene. Like it, like if the subject of Mirrorick comes up again, like whenever actually no, whenever it does come up again, you can challenge that scene and how Graves reacts to it to see if he remembers the the, the chambers first. So it's now a long-term game of hide-and-seek. Like we could also just, you know, ask Daniel. Or, or you could do that. So, uh, just, just to finish up, um, uh, once, uh, once the captain goes, uh, Mirrick goes, uh, saying this is no longer going to be used, I might as well start tearing it down. Uh, uh, I guess I'll help you with that, buddy old pal. Uh, I'm just gonna go over here. Uh, all right. Yeah, DB, why don't you just go pass out on the beach? And he starts to pull out, uh, pull out his uh, engineering kit that, uh, uh, that he has. Um, there is a simple transporter, uh, uh sorry, a replicator, which would allow for um you know basic repair equipment and he's been able to jerry rig a lot of this most of the stuff clothing and stuff out of what he's been allowed to replicate um and starts bolt by bolt tearing this whole complicated thing down Trog lends a hand considering he's very good at disassembling things Special audience note, disassembling and things and breaking things are slightly different. Chorog is good at both. Um, Mirror Rick is also actually good at both. He goes from, uh, after a few minutes, 
He goes, this is rather taking your time. I really wish we could have explosives or I could try and funnel a, a feedback loop through the APS conduits to, to blow this entire section up. Well, why didn't you just say so in the first place? As Charlock begins to jerry-rig the system. Daniel wanders back over. So I think, did I hear the word explosives? Yes, now if I were you, I'd duck and cover. Um, actually, if I were you, I'd probably just go out to the beach. Well, uh, it'll, uh, it'll probably take a few minutes for the, the, uh, for the feedback loop to build up to it a stage where it's going to get that uh, explosive. But uh, the further you are away from here, the better. Charles finds a small bucket-like thing on the ground, picks it up, tosses that TV. Here, go build a sandcastle far away. Daniel just kind of looks down at the bucket, looks back at them, and just puts the bucket on his head as a helmet and just walks away. <laughs> Alright, um, so, uh, that's where I think we're g- g- gonna end it for the main, uh, storyline. Is, is, is there anything else that people want to do, uh, before, uh, afterwards? I got one short yeah. scene. I'm good. So, you know, back after her uneventful day of, you know, pretending to be a con officer and uh, uh, not ultimately having to be in that role. You know, Sessa just kind of melts down her bunk for the night. Pretty uncomfortable, though, and just the feeling of plugging herself back in for another night's sleep and kind of rubs her arm as she fades off into bed. Any other scenes or we're going to close it for for this episode? What is DB doing when he gets back to the ship? Uh, Daniel in the sand out of his shorts. Daniel is just just kind of walks it is is a little bit shell shocked from the explosion, just a little bit though. Uh, and just kind of walking down the hall, going back to his room. Eli is standing outside his room as he approaches, just leaning against the wall. Can I help you? What What did you see on that tour? I have really bad feelings. Dan- okay, uh, Daniel looks both ways to see if uh, anyone uh, who is and to see if anyone is nearby, and then uh, goes uh, goes for the good old fashioned walk and talk off camera with. Uh, Eli saying, "So, have you ever heard of these old Terran? Th- have you ever heard of these old Earth movies called Saw?" My father's made me watch them before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. I don't like this. <laughs> but yeah, just that fading off into the distance as we walk on, walk and talk off camera. Alrighty then, that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Thank you for joining. Um. Thank you, and don't forget, you can send us an email at reliant at starbaseudc.com for any feedback, for any more sore puzzle challenges that you might think uh, would have gone on with um, in there, or, or fan art, or quick story of your own, whatever, reach out to us at reliant at starbaseudc.com. And everyone should be thankful that the captain is who it is. And happy Hanukkah, everybody. We got one more night left. Hey! Hey! Mazel tov. 
And kids, make sure you put out plenty of gawk and war dog for Santa Claus. <laughs>